Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Hey everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Collin II, and with me, as always, is... Is, um, Sesame, take your goddamn shoes off at the mosque in Carta. Is that one word? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that works. I guess, yeah. Um... (laughs) Who knows it works anymore? Um, yeah. So, so apparently, you know, our whole, our whole system doesn't work, so, you know. Oh, well, yeah, nothing works anymore. So, anyway. uh, <laughs> so um, anyways, to escape from the world right now, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about Miss Marvel Episode 3. Sure. Um, Entitled Destined, um, directed by Mira Menon, um, who also directed the last episode. Um, written by Freddie Cyborn, AC Bradley, and Matthew Chauncey. So, um, initial thoughts here. What do you think of it? <clears throat> I, I liked it a lot. Uh, this is uh, my favorite episode so far. Thought it was really good. Um, a, a good balance between uh, action and the sort of um, exposition or, you know, a story or whatever. Yeah. I liked it. Uh, I like how they're building up, you know, her character. Hopefully, this won't, will not only be a one season thing. Maybe they're building up to, you know, because right now it seems like they're just kind of building up her sort of her character. Yeah. Well, she is going to be stuff. in the Marvels, so. You know, okay. so, yeah. So I think a lot of this is setting up her, you know, hanging out with uh, Captain Marvel and whatnot in the future. And, uh, and Monica. Um, Monica Rambo, Rambo yeah. What's what's her name? Um, Photon. Uh, yeah, that's right, Photon. Yeah, um, yeah so um, uh-huh. I've got no complaints. I liked it. Yeah. It was my favorite episode so far. I love this series, though. I think it's growing each episode and I, I like the way it's going. I know a lot of people don't they're like, oh it's too soap opery or too teen melodrama or whatever, but I of course there's gonna be people complaining about whatever anybody puts on T V anymore. I've just come to that conclusion yeah. because anything I like or 
watch, I will find a post on Facebook just complaining about how horrible it is. <laughs> and how, yeah. And, and how woke it is or how, uh, yeah. or how, um, you know, it's so much different than the comic books or whatever. People just like to be mean and upset about things. And yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it bothers me sometimes. But, uh, yep. but today I went for a nice walk to like clear my oh, yeah? head and went for the walk and went down by the, uh, by, by city hall here in town. And, uh, there was, uh, two kids standing out there, kids like meaning, you know, like young adults, um, holding a protest sign in front of the building or the courthouse or whatever you want to call it, not city hall, courthouse, um, mm-hmm. with their, with their nice little sign that said, uh, Kanye 2024. Oh my God. <laughs> I came okay. back the other way on my walk and I asked him, I said, uh, so is, is this a, is this like a, 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 you know, a stunt or a joke or are you really big fans of Kanye for president in 2024? And they're like both. Mm-hmm. So it pulled a joke and <clears throat> okay. which just boggled my mind and made me I had to think of that the whole rest of the way home. So it's probably just like <laughs> the stuff that we used to do, like little well, weird yeah. pranks and shit like that, you know. Yeah. Like, probably something like that, you know. Um yeah, they were just standing there getting people trying to get people to honk their horns. Um Yeah. Yeah. But whatever, more power to them doing whatever they want. You know. Yeah. Because in my opinion, you can go out and hold a sign saying whatever you want. I don't care. That's what this country's about. I might not like yeah. what you're saying, but I'm just saying for, that you know for, that's for the right you have. Yeah. Um, it's for a lot now, better. Yeah. It's a lot better than the racist assholes who were there a month or so ago. Well, um, I was going to ask why did you went to any kind of Nazi rallies or anything like that. No. Or... Okay. Cool. <laughs> it was in the same location though where that was. Um, so... <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Maybe they, maybe they did that on purpose because they knew that was the same place. Yeah. They... <laughs> That's great. But anyways, that's a little bit off topic, but I just felt like sharing with our audience. Um, cool. And you. Um, <laughs> so, uh, what goes down in this episode here? Oh, man. It starts off kind of really, you know, I mean, it starts off literally where it left off. So, like, she's um, she's in uh, this house. The, you know, Kamran's there. Uh, his, his, uh, his mom. <laughs> <clears throat> is, or is it his mom or his aunt? I forgot. Um, it's his mom. His mom, you know, just explains her. You know, well, you know, it starts off in in British occupied um, India, nineteen forty two. Yeah. Where for she, you know, her name is Najma, and uh, and a bunch of other people there. They're looking for um, Spangle, and Najma said that the man in the temple said that they needed two of them to for this thing to work to you know, whatever, and then we don't really know what, you Yeah, know, they, they were talk. trying to say that there should be two of these Bengals. So. Yeah, so they find one on a severed arm of a blue arm, which some people are <clears throat> are saying might be Cree, yeah. but there are gods and goddesses in Hinduism that are blue, so I'm like, well, maybe this was a god, and maybe that's where the god got their power from, you know, this kind of thing, I don't know, but like okay. I'm just saying. And it could um, be both. Or maybe the Cree wasn't, or maybe they, maybe a Cree I mean, was living it's, there. It's much like with the thought, Eternals, how 
yeah they were viewed as gods but yeah so it could just be a free but they thought they were god because of all the powers they had or whatever you know Mm -hmm. but anyway they're like like does it matter if it's from attached to a severed arm like yeah it doesn't matter they said we we need two of them and then aisha shows up and uh she she tries on the the one and she gets a little little bit of like a power up but doesn't really last that long and she's Mm -hmm. like like, did you see that? You know, it's Nadra, but Nadra wasn't, she was looking the other way. And so she's like, um, you know, we need to split up, which, you know, you never do in horror movies or anything scary. You don't split up the party. But anyway, no, uh, we split up. You go that way. I'll go this way. And we'll, that way we'll, maybe we'll be able to find it as like the whole place is crumbling, you know, underneath them. And that's the last time we see Aisha. Um, you know, so far Aisha has been declared as like this terrible person, such a blight on the family, but you know, when you see her, I mean, she looks like purity of heart. Najma just always looks like she's got some some go. Like she's devious. She's like, up to something. You know? I don't mean that. Just I don't mean that. Like just her physical. I just mean like just her. There's facial, a glint like, in her eye that makes it. There's look something like that. about her, like her face, that just mm-hmm. looks like she's got something up her sleeve. Maybe literally, you know, a bangle. I don't know, but like. And so that was the last time I saw Aisha. She disappeared at the partition. My theory is that she already knew about the danger and she pretty much took the other bangle because she didn't want to, like, destroy the Earth. Well, they were getting too far ahead. But, like, yeah. <laughs> she knew about again, the danger and then she went off and she fell in love and had a family. Or, or whatever or something. Kind, so, kind of like how in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, Shang-Chi, his mom, you know, was supposed to be really important in this other uh, realm, and so was, you know, his dad and everything, and they fell in love and kind of, you know. Yeah. Basically, he <laughs> went off to be an asshole. And, um... <laughs> yeah. And plus, too, I saw a video recently, I didn't watch all of it, where... It actually looks like they're sitting on the tent, standing on the ten rings inside yeah. that cave or whatever they're in, trying to look for the bangle. And there's like a theory of maybe when Wu was kind of looking for more power for himself and knew about the bangles or whatever, you know? Like, yeah. Which would make sense because the ten rings, you know, if anyone hadn't seen that, but then again, it's been like a year since it came out, but like yeah. almost a year. He, he was using the ten rings in a very sort of just mediocre way, like not really, not really exercising their like full potential of what they mm-hmm. actually were. So, knowing him, he probably wasn't satisfied with only the ten rings. He probably wanted something else that would give him power too, and probably just use that in a very mundane way and not really reach like their full yeah. potential. So that would kind of make sense of kind of sending them. And who knows? Maybe he was the one that was causing it to crumble. Like, oh, once they find it, I'll just kill them and I'll take the the, the bangle for myself, you know, type of thing or whatever, you know. Who knows? I'm just saying that look, it, it was could kind be, of yeah. Because um, then again, you know, I mean, he had this Ten Rings was like apparently the secret society that ran the entire world, but yet so was Hydra and yet was so so was the other Russian. So apparently there's like three secret societies that control the world history. Okay, I guess, whatever. And mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, or maybe one of them is like the real <clears throat> controller of the other two, but they don't even know that they've been infiltrated. So maybe maybe it's a Ten Rings that controls the other two, or maybe it's Hydra that controls the other two, or maybe it's the other Western one that controls. We don't know, you know. And there's uh, so many multi- there's so many multiverses too, so it could be anything. Who knows? True, or it could just be an oversight in the writers too. But, uh, you know, no, never. 
80,000 movies like in like 400 TV shows. I think at some point it's hard to juggle all that information and like, oh shit, we 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 made a fuck up here or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like, you know. Anyway, no, so they would never do that. Nobody's ever done no. that in the history of any kind of writing or ever. No, not at all. Like it's not like they even mm-hmm. forgot Will's birthday in Stranger Things. <laughs> No, like, no, oh, that shit, never that happened. That was his birthday. Well, we forgot about it. Sorry. <laughs> yep, no. Like, they they didn't know that it was March twenty second. But anyways, um, the <laughs> exactly. So, so anyway, so so we get that scene, and then um, Najwa's telling um, you know, um, um, Kamala, you know, like what what's going on, like who they are, like, and she asks them, like, well, you know, what are you, or what should I call you? And they're like, well. We've been called, you know, many different things. She kind of goes through like a list, like the clandestines, the Majnoon, the unseen. It's like, but we're mostly called Jin. And she's like, wait, did you say Jin? And then it goes into the credits, like, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. So technically, Kam- Kam- Kamala is part Jin, or at least half Jin, or quarter Jin, or whatever. Um, you know, see, they had been and see, in banished. The, in the comics, there is a group of people called the clandestine. Mm-hmm. Like. It's one combined word, but it's the D is capitalized in the middle of the word, so it's like clan destine. Oh, oh destin, <laughs> like des- yeah. Interesting in this in the episode, it's called destin. Interesting, yeah. Um, um so yeah, it's uh, it's just kind of interesting. Um, so in the in the comic book world, they're uh, they're also referred to as the destines. Um, they're a fic- fictional secret family of long-lived superhumans appearing in, in uh, Marvel. They were created in 1994. Um, they uh, basically there's an alt they're an ultra villainous version of them appear as uh, basically they're trying to say that the this is based the basis for the villains in miss marvel the tv series so but in the in the comics they're like all different types of creatures and one of them is a djinn okay so so that that's interesting i mean there's not you know it's probably just an appropriation of the name as opposed to being a direct translation of them because in the comics they're heroes so yeah 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 these are just you know they they said that they were exiled and they want to go back to their their nor dimension which nor is arabic and and urdu for for lights yeah and like i don't know if it actually literally means light like and and what they mean for it but they live which you know i don't think anyone's ever asked why were they exiles like were they bad or like what you know well, hopefully or... that gets uh explained in a future episode i mean aisha doesn't seem bad but maybe there was like a whole group thing where you just punish the entire group you know type of thing yeah even though like kind of like in school when they would punish the whole group if one student was bad which is totally fucked up but anyway uh-huh. uh you know it could be something like that because i again like aisha i don't know i just looked at her and she just she just looked pure of heart to me. She did not look like a like a bad like a villain at all. Najma very much so. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't really. So I'm thinking Najma may have done stuff and then blamed it on Aisha, and that's what led to the stories of her being like the shame on the family. Possibly, yeah. Uh, 
I don't know, but I'm just wondering. Because um, she did say something about later on about being, anyway, being betrayed. But I'm going ahead. Um, I'm, I'm not great at chronology these days. I've just kind of talked well, all that's over fine. the um, So basically, <clears throat> what we end up having, um, so they have this little thing where they find out what's going on. Um, yeah, and they, they also say that the, the Bengal might be able to help them return. Mm-hmm. But they need um, Kamala's help. Right, because it doesn't really work on them. Yeah, because they're actually from this other dimension. Whereas, yeah, uh, he even said that Kamran might eventually tap into his own powers at some point, or or, or something will ignite them, or whatever. Because they're kind of half, you know. Well, he is definitely half gen, whereas Kamala might be like only quarter because of how yeah. many ancestors she has. How many generations so, it is. But Kamran might actually have more power than mm-hmm. she does, technically. Right now, he hasn't really showed any indication. Other than super strength, it seems like they have, as a, as are like a given. It seems like they seem like they're just a little bit stronger, yeah, than um, regular humans are. Yeah, but that just might be just because they are like special beings, kind of, you know. And 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 they uh, haven't aged. I mean, they look like they've yeah. been around for a hundred years or more, and they look like you know young. Um, so they must be at the same age that they were when they got banished, essentially. Yeah. Um, like, they've never aged, like, a day, you know, really since that time. But Cameron is and, actually 17, so... Well, yeah, because he's the son of... of yeah, I, of I'm trying to figure out who's his dad. I don't know, yeah, we know we know his mom. But again, it could have been one of those things where... <clears throat> maybe she killed <laughs> her husband, I don't know. Or... or um, or her, then again, her type like, of people well, can just, you know, asexually procreate. I don't maybe. know. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it could be. Um, <clears throat> it's possible. Um, I mean, we you know we don't know. I mean, it's their gin they could do. Yeah. And then, anyway, so yeah, she goes home and she's like, she's like really excitedly talking to, um, you know, you know Bruno about it, and you know, he's like, "What? You didn't text me like eight hours ago? Like, let me know you're okay and stuff like that." And then yeah. You know, she drops the gin card, and he's like, "Oh, I always knew there's something weird about that Kamran because he's got this sort of competition with Kamran yeah. because they both kind of like, you know, Kamala." Mm-hmm. So, and I like that one time when he he throws his quip like her Najma and her average-looking son, and like, yeah, I want to I want to do a community meme because there's a meme there's like a scene in community where Jeff is like feeling like really insecure about this guy at like the paintball like um paintball game or whatever and he's like he's average he just has a slightly bigger big chin you know <laughs> like, yeah. and troy's like troy's like dude you have problems <laughs> like, so i yeah. kind of want to make a meme where i'm just gonna put jeff winger's face on top of bruno's face and then put troy's face on kamala's be like dude you've got problems <laughs> i don't That's know funny. yeah but, um, um anyway yeah what else is going on here dude so uh <clears> hmm <throat> Bruno looks more into uh, Jen, you know, like does some research. I guess there's like books where you can research this or something. I mean, they probably are. Oh, sure. Yeah. They're on, yeah. Um, he's looking into it. Uh, um, and uh, he's working at the, at the carryout or bodega or whatever you want to call it. Um, the Circle Q. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> looking Q. it up and... Uh, and uh, Kamala's dad comes in and buys a 
buys a, a hostess pie um, that he's not allowed to have. Um, he uh, he basically translates some of the stuff that was in in either uh, I don't know what 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 language it would be in. If it was in Pakistani it was or who was it? Okay, well, maybe that's the language of in Pakistan, but yeah, it, it, yeah. It, 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 wasn't sure yeah. if it was in that or if it was in Indian or something else, you know. But he was able to uh, um, translate it and uh, yeah, explain what what they are and stuff and everything. So um, basically, what, what does he say they are? Them. Yeah, what did he say they are? Well, he basically just told him the same thing that Kamala or Kamala and Najma told her that they were banished and oh, okay. they, they're trying to find like a secret key to bring them back to their world and pretty much exactly literally the same you know story. So so Bruno's like, oh yeah, they're definitely telling the truth. Like you know, <laughs> yeah. Um. So uh, then we have um. The main thrust of this episode is the fact that. It's the day of uh, her brother's, her brother, um, Amir. He's marrying his uh, fiance Taisha, mm-hmm. so it's their wedding day. So, yeah, what goes on with the wedding then? That's uh, pretty cool. I mean, man, it looked like a really fun wedding. I, I'd love to go to like a Pakistani wedding if that's if that's like a normal thing <laughs> yeah yeah because it looked really, really 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 fun and even the pre-wedding uh, or wedding i don't know what you call it the sh- not shower what's what's it called the the day before the wedding where you have like a party it's like there's a it's shower is that what it's called a wedding shower or yeah whatever Usually. uh they had a bunch of really cool looking food there and shit and um kamala was kind of you know they were it was it was revealed that um, uh, Kamala's mom um, Muniba that her her mom didn't even show up for her wedding, so I don't know what's going. There must be a backstory for that. I don't know if she disapproved of Yusuf or just didn't feel like coming. I don't know. I, I think <laughs> I think part of it might just be that she lives in Karachi, and True. it probably costs a lot to travel to the United States from Karachi. That's my uh, yeah, guess on it. That's, yeah, that's true. Well, I don't know because they said that they knew each other in Pakistan, though. So I don't know if they'd already gotten married in Pakistan, then moved to America, or then moved well, to America for. No, they, they in the last episode they talked about the fact that if it wasn't for um, Captain Kidd, they wouldn't be in love. Oh. Meaning they, so they maybe, fell in love when they were in Jersey because of. Uh, so maybe they because of because of Bon Jovi. Okay, because they said when they first moved there, I just assumed they moved together, but maybe they moved separately and just met each other after they already. Yeah, I, I was under the impression that they there. that they met in in Jersey. <clears throat> yeah, because he mentioned Bon Jovi. I mean, then again, you technically you could be. Well, this is the '80s and stuff, and and, and then, then she also. I mean, the mom talks about in this episode at one point that she felt really lonely when she moved to the United States. Yeah. Um. And not saying that she wouldn't have been lonely if she was married, but what I'm saying is that she said she found her family and all this other and friends right. and stuff like that. So I'm assuming that happened after she moved to Jersey. Maybe. I don't know. Well, she did say that Amr was in diapers, though, at the time. So I don't know. Maybe maybe all this is like... A, oh, did she? No, I didn't. I missed that part. Maybe, yeah, because she said, because her father was, you know, working all the time for very little money and Amr was in diapers at the time and 
then again, this could be like an extended timeline too. It could yeah. not be all, all at once. Anyway, I it doesn't, whatever it doesn't really matter. It's just I was just that was like a moot point. It just kind of went on and on. But like, and um, so they had like this pre-wedding cool party with really cool food and shit like that. And apparently, there's this tradition where like you have to hide like the groom's shoes or something, which seemed kind of fun. Um, but they 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 hid all, all the, the shoes, shoes, yeah, not just one pair. And um. And then, like, uh, Muniba's friends, like, says something like, oh, it's mother and daughter. It's, like, the eternal struggle. struggle." And then she, like, pats Kamala, like, don't give your mother any trouble. And she's like, oh, me, yeah, you know, you know kind of thing. And, you know, <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, she's no trouble at all. It's, like, really the past two episodes, you've given her nothing but grief. <laughs> but, but, you know, yeah, exactly. every, act, every action she's taken so far, but... Uh, but you know, in polite company, you don't want to, you know, argue or whatever. So, you know, oh no, she's perfect child. Another interesting thing about Kamala, I mean, this is like a personal thing. So, like, she she reminds me of a friend I had when I was in elementary through high school. Yeah. Um, she was she was not Pakistani, but like her facial expressions are like so similar. Huh. So like like the like the little things that Kamala do, like when she'll like kind of scrunch her nose a little bit and stuff like that. Yeah. I just thought that was really interesting, you know, like, because, like, I mean, like, it's almost like I'm seeing my friend a little bit, like, in her, you know, um, so that's kind of a cool little thing. So the wedding, yeah, the wedding shows, the actual wedding, they have this really cool dance number where they do, where Bruno's part of it. Yeah. Um, I think Amir's a part of it at one point. I think they're kind of doing, like, a Bollywood type of, like, they might be, like, reenacting, like, an actual scene from, like, a movie or something, I'm not sure. And then, uh, and just right, 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 you know, um, Kamala asked Bruno to dance. Like, oh, my God, we're going to get a, a – finally, we're going to get, like, our first, like, maybe our Sparks moment. I mean, we already had a moment in the first episode where it looked like they might kiss, but then, like, Bruno kind of, like, he, like, changed the subject or whatever. Yeah. You know? Which is interesting. This is another point here. Like, so, like, they're all Muslims in this, in this um, show. Yeah. But, like – they must be like maybe more progressive minded or maybe they're not so. like super, super really. Cause I know just from my time in the Muslim community, like, like a guy and a girl wouldn't just be like hanging out with each other. Like, especially I don't think Bruno is a Muslim. So that yeah. already is an issue where you're like a, a, a woman's not allowed to marry a non-Muslim man, which I think is ridiculous, but that's like the rule. A and, lot of religions are like. And so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if Bruno come. Well, because that one, because in episode two, when when um Nadia or um, Nakia is running for the mosque board member, and she tells Bruno to work on the converts. So I don't know if, if that meant that he is also a Muslim or if it's because I, I don't he's think white. it did. I think it just meant that he's just kind of helping with her campaign. <laughs> Okay. Um, it's because some of the converts were white, but there were a few black yeah. converts in the group too. So I don't know if that was. That brings up another thing too about Bruno, though, too, is the fact that um, he does tell Kamala that he uh, got accepted to Caltech. So. Right. Because he didn't want to tell her at first because he was he yeah. didn't really want, wasn't sure if he wanted to go or not, you know, because of. <laughs> anyway, so they're about to dance, and then Kamran has to ruin it again. Then again, he was doing it to save them um, because Najma and the rest of the group were like, all right, we're done asking. We're just going to make her help us get back. It doesn't matter. Because Bruno found out that, like, if they do this, it might cause, like, huge explosions. Like, I don't know if it would just destroy the whole Earth 
altogether or or just you know cleave it in half you know or whatever um so that's why um kamala you know was like not really sure about this you know but they're like we don't care you know we want to go back to our dimension or our world so we're just gonna we're just gonna force her you know to help us which it's kind of weird because how could you really force her to help you since the power comes from her and it won't really work for you so how can you really force her to use her power to help you since you can't do it yourself like it yeah, really and it's like sense. they like but they they don't care i mean and the, the thing that really is bothersome like this is similar to uh like the uh the Eternals, where they don't care if they kill everybody just to, just for progress or to get back to where they want to be. Yeah, like 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 basically like the Celestials or whatever. Like yeah, I'm just gonna let the Celestial grow out of the Earth and just destroy the entire planet, basically. Yeah, and then and then you know, and then all everybody dies, and then we just start <laughs> from scratch. And that's almost how they feel here. It's like you know, we don't care if we destroy Earth by the or, or even just destroy Jersey City or whatever they're just you know destroying that's gonna yeah happen. who knows because they said know. they said it's gonna be a big boom they didn't he he said I don't know what kind of big boom it's gonna be but it's <laughs> like yeah not Najma you know she she acknowledged that it would be dangerous but she didn't tell Kamran that so Kamran comes to warn them so anyway he's doing a good thing he's not really trying to well, yeah, I don't see him as a bad know. guy at all so. Yeah. He's not trying to like ruin their dance or whatever. He's like, they're gonna <clears throat> they're gonna kill everyone in this building. Like, I mean, because right that, that's now. that's what you need in a good in in a good uh, as as a writer in 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 a, in a good uh, um, you know triangle or uh, you know lovers you know triangle sort of thing is because um, you need you don't want to have there be an obvious bad guy because then it's just okay. Of course, she's gonna end up with this guy, you know. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, he he warns them that the group, you know, they enter through the, you know, to the hall. So then, um, <clears throat> Kamala pulls the fire alarm because she's like, "I'll distract them." And Bruno's like, "Is it really that easy?" And she's like, "Just stick to the classics and pulls the fire alarm." Yeah. And then, uh, <clears throat> one apparently someone saw her do it or claimed they saw her do it. I think her mom uh, saw her. Maybe. Yeah. So uh, there was like this this little earlier moment before the wedding where Amir's kind of having like the wedding jitters, you know, and he's mainly because he's worried about, he doesn't have, he's just very little money, you know, you know, to like start like a new life kind of thing. It's like, it's like $732. And that's yeah. like, wait, what's that? You know, he's like, that's the amount of money I have in my checking account. 70, $732 and 47 cents. And his yeah. dad's like, Oh, I'm surprised you even had that much. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? I guess in the comics, he's, he's, like, he's a guy that's not really good with his money. So, or oh, okay. and, uh, and his his fiance's uh, family doesn't like that fact about him. So, oh, I but see. they didn't really go into that too depth. They made it more like it was an internal struggle as opposed to somebody putting it on him. Well, that's what it was because he was in grad school, so it was more of like yeah. he's just studying. You know, he can't make that much money because he's mm-hmm. his job is basically to go to school. You know. <laughs> You know, because he's probably doing it, like, you know, all day, whatever, you know. So he's like, don't worry about that right now. And he does the whole speech about family and courage, that whole, you know, thing, whatever, Marvel thing, you know. <laughs> and then our superhero thing. And then, so that was kind of a nice moment. Kamala, she, she kind of witnessed there, there, that. From there was father. a part in the, in the episode where uh, um, Kamala talks to the Aman. 
talks oh, to yeah, about. He's at, he's at the wedding party or the, or yeah. the pre-wedding, uh, whatever you and, call it. Um, I can't think of the word. It's not a wedding shower because that's more of like where you give... But um, There's a word. Well, I can't think of it. There's literally a word. Well, well, there's a bachelor party and a bachelorette party, but that's different. Yeah, I'm not thinking of that. I'm talking about the pre-nights. There's a... Ah, whatever. I can't think of it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> I'm just getting sidetracked on these dumb little side yeah, issues. Yeah, he, he, uh, he gives her advice and um, basically saying that um, cause she's asking about what uh, Nightlight could do to be viewed as a better person. Um, and this is after, you know, she's... Nakia has basically told her her distaste for the for this new hero and stuff like that. Right. And, so we and, have the and, best and, friend. And how who's... the, and how the, uh, the, the, um, what's that organization called? The, uh, the DODC department yeah. of damage control. Yeah. But they, 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 they came right into the, uh, into the mosque, refu- didn't take their shoes off and everything. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Total. So that's so disrespectful to a mosque. You're not supposed mm-hmm. to keep your shoes on. Uh, and they, they just walked in, like, with just so dis- disregard, disdain. And plus, too, the guy told him, told her to be respectful, and we could already see a sort of tension. Um, like, it's not really good cop, bad cop with them. Like, even, like, when she was, like, asking Zoe, like, what race the person was, you could see him, like, being uncomfortable by these questions. Like, were they Middle Eastern? Were they South Asian? Yeah. You know, did they talk with an accent? And... You could you could literally see kind of the like like really like stop with these kind of questions like you know yeah like, <laughs> kind of look on his face like <clears throat> yeah and uh, but anyways uh, so so she was you know upset about that told her about that but but the uh, but anyway she's she's talking to the imam and he says she, she asks like what they what could do to you know make people think that they're a good person and stuff and says you know good isn't something that you are it's something that you do yeah so yeah that was interesting it's good good advice and it's a very islamic uh concept too you know it's about good deeds it's like no one no one's like either seen as inherently good or bad it's it's you know what you do with your life kind of thing and and it's more realistic than in a lot of movies and tv shows when somebody goes to their religious or or other type of leader whether it be a teacher or their you know old wise person who basically just flat out you know turns things on them and you know does things differently this is more of a like thinking person's type of answer you know yeah exactly and plus too he's also the one that was told them you know if they come in next time with the search warrant to remove their shoes before they walk into the prayer hall and she just kind of looks at him with like the sort of like grin on her face like oh yeah okay you know like like i don't give a shit you muslim piece of shit or whatever you know kind of yeah you know she's like the white racist of this episode <clears throat> of this movies, you know whatever maybe you know, or she's like, just disrespectful to everybody who knows you know, yeah so. could be <laughs> well i know but she but she was like asking leading questions to zoe off the bat oh yeah asking, asking her if she was middle east or south asian and what why would there be any indication like well maybe on the video they saw somebody had brown skin because i think they also probably looked into like hispanic neighborhoods and stuff too maybe yeah yeah Uh, um so yeah yeah so the wedding you know goes off without a hitch originally and then (laughs) 
you know, well, speaking um, of Kamala. brown, speaking of brown skin, the uh, the wedding yeah. band had an interesting name. It was Brown yes. Jovi. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I really wish I wanted them to be able to hear him play a song. They I didn't know, get to play. but but like, instead, inst- instead they actually cut to the real version of uh, "Living on a Prayer" by uh, Brown Jovi. Well, um, I tell is, you what, yeah. by the end of this series or season, there better be a performance by Brown Joey at some point. I know. Like, that was that we, we were robbed of that. Like you know, <laughs> I guess uh, I guess they had to talk um, John Bon Jovi into letting them use their music and stuff. Oh, really? Um, he because he, he doesn't like to license his music that often. Yeah. And uh, the way they convinced it was the fact that the show is about basically about two young kids in Jersey trying to make it. Uh-huh. And, you know, he 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 heard that from them and he says, yeah, use it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So they start playing Living on the Prayer, which is interesting. You know, it's a song choice, you know. Mm-hmm. As these, you know, Jin, you know, start causing problems, you know, and um, they go into the kitchen. They they punch a security guard at first. Then they, I, I love the scene where she's like, "Everyone, you need to get out right now!" To the you know the chefs, people working in the kitchen. They just kind of look up at her and they go back to work. And then one of the guys just random randomly punches one of the chefs the guy wasn't even in his way or anything he just punches him just because yeah and then the one woman's like no absolutely not it just drops the stuff and walks, <laughs> walks away. nope i'm done <laughs> I, I thought that was i, I yeah. love that she's like no absolutely not and like drops like the artichokes or whatever she had holding you know a box of or whatever <laughs> and like they all run away they had this really cool fights sorry am i am i dominating the conversation too much oh no here? you're good don't worry okay so um, sure do you want to take a quick break really quick and then we'll come back and finish this up yeah okay we'll be right back folks no outlet live hey i'm jay remy host of no outlet live if you're in a podcast that explore any and everything, check us out. We stream anywhere you listen or watch podcasts, or just type No Outlet Live, one word, in your Google search bar to find the show. Live Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Facebook. No Outlet Live, your road to boredom ends here. Do you like Tessa? Do you think this will be a date that can last? Well, uh, she's not very articulate. And we are back so so we have this big fight go go on between the clandestine people and uh or Jen or whatever you want to call them and uh from the nor dimension um <laughs> mm-hmm. um and uh basically uh kamala cameron and bruno are taking them on and uh so they, at the end, um, the DODC agents arrive and capture the clandestines, including Cameron. I was worried that he died at first when he fell to the floor. Oh, yeah, me too. If I thought there was blood underneath his head, I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Did he just kill off, like, a main character already? That'd be... <laughs> scary and stupid on their part but anyways <laughs> well i know but i i, I was i was i'm like he's only he's a kid he's never, like we could kill any children now yeah, i'm not gonna kill a 17 like, year old who looks like he's 30 I mean, but um the, uh, i know i mean his character <laughs> i know i'm joking yeah he probably is like 30 but <laughs> i don't know but um, i don't know either but, <clears throat> but at one point uh nakia sees 
um, Kamala using her powers. So we got that to deal with. <laughs> In a future. Yeah, probably. she's like, what was that? You know, I kind of yeah. think if she had just shut the door or locked it or whatever with, uh, yeah. you know, the hardened lights or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, hard lights. <laughs> yes. It's like, no, that's not a good name. Hard light. Uh, no. Hardened light. <clears throat> I wonder how we're going to come college. What, hard light? Wow. I wonder how we're going to get to the name Ms. Marvel. I have a theory that at the end, Captain Marvel might show up. And give it to and her. And then she's going to get the name Ms. Marvel. Because so far, they're like night, like night light, hard light. <clears throat> yeah. Well, these Norlites, she's like, no, it doesn't work either, you know. Like, yeah, because like, like Nakia you know. earlier on is like at one point says, says, Nightlight, what kind of stupid name is that, or whatever. So. <laughs> yeah, so we're kind of building up the whole like best friend doesn't know what you really are but hates you kind of thing, you know. Yeah. So we're we probably going like, to have every like, DC or Marvel property at one point. <laughs> so we're probably going to have a falling out between Nakia and. And at least for like the next few episodes, and then well, well, we've only got three more episodes, so so we'll probably have like an episode two where that's going to happen. Then she'll probably come around, possibly, or maybe she just sees things differently because it's her friend. Um, yeah, true. It could be, you know. So, well, she was kind of pissed off that they were right, right in the middle of counting the votes for her election when that when the the ODC walked in when basically upset everyone. And, you know, she won, but or thought she won at this point. They didn't count all the votes yet. And she's like, well, prospective member of the Moss Court. Hopefully there's not um, a stolen election and then an insurrection. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, we, don't, we don't have, like, a Trump coup going on. Where, Just find me the ballots, man. Just find me the votes. <laughs> Nakia is actually Trump in, like, a sky. It's like, yeah, it's like office a trans- face and um transmogrifying device or something yeah. like that. <laughs> so, so, um... You really, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, you go ahead. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I really do how... I, I, I like how they're portraying uh, Muslims in the show. Oh, yeah. As, like, being, like, a variety of people. Yeah, they're human. Like, they're, not, of, they're not a stereotype. Yeah, a lot of early shows about Muslims, even ones that were trying to have, like, a positive spin, it would either be one extreme or the other, where it's, like, Muslims are people who live by the books. They read the Quran every morning, noon, and night. They pray forty-five thousand times a day. They like, they're like they're like machines almost. But there's, like, I mean, there's just as much variety yeah. in any religion of people. You know what I mean? There's going to be people that are well, no, exactly devout but that's, Christians but that's and people like, that aren't. Yeah, yeah, and then you got like, and the other extreme was like, it was someone who's just like Muslim by name or cultural, but like they had like really no. Like, just no connection at all to, like, the community or the mosque. And so, like, it was, or, of course, you had, like, the terrorist stereotype. So, pretty much those three, yeah. like, extremes were pretty much, like, the main, you know, portrayals of Muslims in TV for a really, really, really long time. So, now you got this, and you got you mix it in with the superhero stuff. It's just, like, a really, yeah. really interesting uh, how, they're, how they're portraying it. Because, again, you got, like, Kamala... She doesn't wear a hijab, even though she's 16, which by that age, you know, you're supposed to be wearing it by puberty. If, if you follow things by, like, the really more conservative, you know, yeah. but, you know, her friend Nakia, she does wear the hijab, but then she gambles because she does that bet. Well, gambling's forbidden in Islam. So it's like, you know, like, there's like this, again, it's like, you, you've got like this, this, like, nobody's like a, like a, like, 
like everyone's like a sort of like a contradiction in a sense like no one's like a one thing like a one track you know yeah thing like you know her mom doesn't wear hijab but she you know she found her home in the mosque you know and you know <clears throat> i like that because like that was kind of my experience when i was involved in the mosque. i mean i'm not really that much anymore or really at all at this point but there was a period of time for about two and a half to three years where i was pretty much there all the time and i would see you know that going on i would see like i would see like girls or you know young women you know in college who who wore you know hijab and like even like wore like you know like long dresses and stuff and some of them would actually be more progressive and liberal minded than the women who didn't wear hijab would actually be more conservative and thought yeah. so it's like it's not like you can't just stereotype people into like it's like it's, it's like maybe Fox there's actually a variety of people on this planet <laughs> exactly well that's the thing is because there's actually a, a term that was invented by a french I'm, I'm trying to, I'm not going to go on too long of a tangent here, but like there was like a term invented by a French philosopher or, or like a, like a political science guy. I don't remember exactly what like his, his main thing was, but he, um, he coined this term that basically meant like um, Islam centered or whatever it would be in French. And basically it was this idea because, because he picked up on this too, that like, you know, quote unquote native French people, which even that is a, you know, what what makes up a, a native French person because yeah. there are people in France who spoke a different language than French. Whatever, I'm getting off track. Yeah, <laughs> like he, he basically coined this term where, quote unquote native French people, the way that they viewed Muslims was basically like this, like, like these are people who just like it's almost like they're machines. Like their religion tells them to do something, so they do it. So like basically like if like a Muslim ever did anything bad, they would immediately go, well, well like, let's, let's go check the Quran to see where they learned this bad behavior from. Whereas they wouldn't do this for any other community. Like if yeah. a Christian does something bad, nobody's looking into the Bible. Like, oh, well, let's look at the Bible verse of what made the Christian rob a bank. Like what's, there's like, there's no bank robbing verse in the Bible or well, in the Quran. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's it's kind of like the whole thing in like uh, society where a uh, minority person does something and they're representing that whole group of people. Yeah, exactly. When there's various types of people within that group and people don't understand it, it's like it's it's like trying to say one tree on earth represents all trees. Yeah, when a, there that's are a really thousands of different types of trees, you know. So Yeah, that's a really, really good point, Mike. I mean yeah. so that's what I just love about this show is that they it, it's and it's and again too, it's like so like someone might be religious in some ways and not in others, or someone might be totally cultural about things. And you, you can't just like say like, Oh, well this, this person's a religious Muslim and this one's not one. It's like, well, this person might be religious in the sense that they pray a lot, or this person might be religious in the sense that they don't date, whereas they might not pray a lot. Whereas the person who does pray a lot might date. And you can't just be like, Oh, well, here's a neat box. Anyway, I'm repeating myself. But and and, and again, saying, and again there are people like within different religions that don't even necessarily believe in the religion. They're just, are raised in it and it becomes comfortable for them. Thing. yeah yeah exactly. a cultural thing, thing. Yeah. and there are muslims who who actually don't even believe in god yeah and but they still practice it culturally and then you know like well how could they call themselves a muslim it's like just like just let people do their thing like mm -hmm. like fine. like so i'm just saying just a roundabout way of saying like i'm really really impressed <laughs> of how they how they've dealt with this in this show it's very 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 nuanced 
but very fun at the same time. Like yeah, not everybody's an automaton who's exactly the same. So yeah. yeah. So I'm just really, really glad. And I'm kind of I'm not surprised, but I'm kind of disappointed that some Muslims were complaining about the fact of the whole Jin storyline. It's like, come on, guys, like like this is the Marvel version of Jin. Like we're not talking and there's about probably a good, good version of Jin. And there's probably like, a good that? fact that there's gonna be some kind of explanation, most likely Cree, as to what they are. <laughs> <laughs> right, because Marvel has its own universe within the, the universe. Yeah. So the Marvel has its own version of Jinn that doesn't coincide with pre-Islamic folklore yeah. that got into Islam, which again, the Jinn concept comes before Islam. So why are you even offended? Because this isn't even an Islamic concept. I mean, it got into Islam, but it came out of paganism. And plus yeah. two, none of I'm mistaken here, it's either in the Quran or in a tradition that there was actually a group of jinn who actually converted to Islam because they were so inspired by Muhammad's preaching that they pretty much just joined the Muslim community as jinn and actually would pray with the Muslims like during prayer. So it's like if jinn are so evil, well, then by definition, you're going against your own scripture because it says that a group of them became Muslims. So are you saying but, that Muslims are bad? <laughs> you know? See, the thing is, is like uh, the the negative aspect of that is just a it's a, it's a headline that sells a story. It's just like I read really? a story once where some people in like the Nordic countries of this world were upset about Thor. Oh, okay. So yeah, it could just be one of those things. Yeah, like, it's just grab a headline. They're trying, or they're trying to sell a paper, or, not a paper, but you know what I mean, a a, a website. <laughs> get clicks you know it's clickbait bullshit so um, basically they, they they did a, a we got this covered kind of thing yeah you know which i, I haven't seen much of that have they, have they gotten shut down no I they're still, they're still their, sadly okay. around they just keep i haven't seen any stores. of their posts on facebook anymore at all like oh, I, I see like them all the time and they tend to recycle oh. articles like over and over again like yeah so, so you'll think it's new but you're just like i just saw an article today saying that jesse l martin's leaving the flash which was announced months ago yeah it's, so, it's just... didn't, we, didn't we do research on this to find out who owns it and how much money they make and shit oh, like yeah. that one? Mm -hmm. They make like $500,000 a year. It's probably oh, yeah. just one random person who does all this shit too. Probably. You know, and it's it, like, yeah, there you go. They make money off this shit and we're, yeah. you know, struggling with our pocket. Anyway. <laughs> but anyways, let's not give anyway. them any more time. Um, the... Yeah, yeah. yeah good the, the, um, so, so anyways, at the end of the episode, um, Kamala and Bruno escape, and like I said, um, Nakia had seen uh, Kamala using her powers. Um, and then Sana, her, her noni, her yeah. grandmother, contacts her, <laughs> revealing to her that she also saw the vision of a train insisting that uh, Kamala, and then insisting that Kamala and is it Munibe, Munaba? How do you say uh, it? Muniba. 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 Um, visit her in Karachi. So, so that's interesting. So, yeah, because there was a time where they had she, she took the bangle and they both held on to it together and they saw this vision. Yeah. Of a train, Najma and, and Kamala for Karachi, which yeah. is interesting because that could have been the very train that they were talking about, in the, like in the last episode about yeah, how everyone they, got separated. Yeah, and I mean it's with, with the uh, with so, the partition and everything. The uh, so maybe she met Aisha to betray her and she knows that. You yeah. Know, because she took the other bangle. Because I, I have a theory. That's my theory. Is that I think Aisha figured out what would happen to the Earth, or at least a town, or whatever, if they were to do that. And she was basically like, "Well, 
I, I'd rather live out my life as an exile than like destroy a planet, basically, kind of thing. That's my theory, just by looking at her, the way she looked, and her, she just looked like pure to me, like sincere, you yeah. know? So that's my theory of like, See, my, I think she found the other bangle and just ran off with it, is what I think. My fear with this, though, is that we're going to go to Karachi. Not that I have a problem with that, but that we're going to leave the safe little atmosphere we created in, um, in Jersey City where we're actually getting to know these people. And I like the kind of slowness of the fact that we're in that <laughs> city and stuff like that. I, I guess it would be cool to see different parts of the world that we haven't seen in Marvel in the past mm -hmm. because, you know, Jersey is basically just, you know, um, I don't know, uh, New York's toilet. And um, well, that's what they say. <laughs> I'm just that's joking. Kind of, I know that's what they say. It's a I know, joke, I'm just but joking, like, but yeah. <laughs> well, I, I agree with you here because I kind of did that with Moon Knight, and I, I watched Moon Knight again recently too, and I did watch the third episode again, and I was kind of like, after like I watched it again, I'm like, yeah, it really isn't that great of an episode, actually. Third, I mean, there was action in it, but it was like, yeah, they had two episodes building up everything in um, in London, and all of a sudden, and then we leave London and we, get, we go to <clears throat> Middle East, and we're like, okay, what you know? And then Egypt we spend the rest whatever, of yeah. the series in Egypt, essentially. Yeah, since I, episode three. Yeah, so I just hope they're not repeating that with this show. That maybe exactly, they do end up in yeah. Karachi, but we don't need to spend three episodes whole, in karachi yeah the whole time in karachi <laughs> at least then though we would get at least three episodes instead of two episodes with the moon night we only got two episodes in yeah. london and the rest the remaining four yeah in egypt and, which again i got nothing against egypt it's just that it was yeah, like it just wasn't totally... yeah because because you know it's it, it, it's it's like on other shows like it would be like if you uh had uh you know you set, set up a show like like Cheers, for example, you set it up where it's taking place in a bar for the first three or four episodes, and then all of a sudden we're in Karachi. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which I'm not sure operating a bar in Karachi would be very no, successful. But, no, but I'm just saying, like, we leave that bar in Boston, and all of a sudden we're in Karachi for some reason, you know, or, or somewhere you might be else. You have, know? like, a, a speakeasy bar. Yeah. I don't know, like, <laughs> a legal bar. Because I think in the 80s... But, 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 but even differently, like, we're not even in a bar anymore. We're just all of a sudden somewhere completely different. Because that, that's what it would feel like with this, because we're, we've gotten used to being in Jersey City, in, in the MCU version of Jersey City. Right. And then all of a sudden, we're just, yeah. like, uh, in a different country altogether, you know? Yeah. So it's like... Well, that's where, that's where Sam and Diane start a, a tea shop. And then... Yeah. And then, and then, and then that's where <laughs> Kamala goes in there and gets orders, orders a tea, so... And you know, and then, uh, <laughs> Diane's wearing a hijab, you know, because she lives like in a Muslim country now. And Sam, yeah. is, you know, he's he's serving up his coffee and tea in, in the cafe or whatever. And uh, we should do a we should do a skit about a sketch about that where yeah, Sam and Diane move to Karachi, and it's um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, <laughs> um, that would be different. Um, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, before that, though, we do get a thing where. Uh, Kamala shows up and uh, Munib, her mom asks her if she pulled the fire alarm. Yeah. And they're like, we, we can't help you if we don't know what's going on with you, that whole... Yeah, because I think she... Stuff. I think she's in on what's... She's, she's, she's <clears throat> kind of guessing what's going on in a way. From like the... the, um, the uh, just the, just the timing bingo. of everything. Like where, where when, uh, you know, it's like, oh, Kamala goes to AvengerCon this new superhero shows up. And she talked too about the bangle and said it's junk. 
Yeah. And she, she looked at it. Then again, though, if I were her mom, why wouldn't I have just thrown away the bangle and, yeah, instead of just or locked it, it up somewhere or something? You know, so that's 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 TV convenience. Yeah, yeah. For you, so. but it's like you got to know that it's you got you got to have an idea that it's Kamala that is the the new superhero because you know it's like she was at Avengers Con, she was at the festival, she was at the, you know <laughs> just different. The, the she was dressed as Captain Marvel, which is her favorite character, her next character, yeah. her favorite superhero. Um, <laughs> She's asking all these questions about, you know, the superhero. And That's why blah, it, blah, it, blah. it's always bothered me. I mean, I'm not trying to say that it, it's TV convenience, but it's always like, you know, you, you watch all these episodes of Arrow and nobody figured out that it was Oliver or whatever. And you're well, just I like, know. are you an idiot? Yeah. You know, it's like, really? <laughs> like he wears a hood and like a, maybe like a little mask and like he still his, his yeah. voice. Eventually, though, they did. Um, they did like a voice changer thing where he would like yeah. use like a. But, so, yeah. But still, it's like, come on. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Eight seasons. Yeah, I know. Um, it's, like, it's like you know, Superman puts on glasses, and now he's Clark Kent. No, really. <laughs> uh, do you remember that? There was this great sketch in um, Saturday Night Live way back, back in the day. Oh, the one with Terry Hatcher. With superhero party yet? Oh, not the no, not, not the superhero party one. What are you talking about? Oh, well, there's a, no. I'm talking about there's this there's sketch called superhero party which is interesting because it has both dc and marvel characters yeah in it, which i don't think they care said no difference back then but like and they had the, the the twist though was that um that uh lois was actually married to superman like like yeah not not clark like you know so like he's like dressed up in a super you know there, there was a there was a monologue one time on there with terry hatcher back when she was on uh lois and clark and uh, all the guys in the cast would come up and talk to her, and they'd be wearing glasses, and she wouldn't recognize them. Uh, and then they'd take the glasses off, and she'd be like, oh, it's you, David, you know, sort of thing. And then um, so and then, then at the end, uh, Tim Meadows took off the glasses, and she still didn't recognize him. Because it was talking about how little he was used on the show at that point. So. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Dick Byrne, man. Yeah. Um... So, Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so then she goes up and she's like, I can't tell you, I'm sorry, or whatever, and she goes to her room and then that's when she gets the call from her grandmother. Yeah. Who asks her to come train. to Karachi. But she wants both her and her mom, which is interesting. Yeah. I'm not sure why she wants her mom to come, but See, that, that's why I don't want it to go to Karachi necessarily, because if it's just gonna I mean, I guess it would be cool if it's just her and her mom, but we're not gonna have Bruno or Cameron or, I know. Nikia or anybody else. Yeah. Well maybe they will all come, who knows? But, yeah. Um Hopefully it's just like one episode, and then we're not going to be getting like the rest of the show there. Hopefully, but we'll see. Yeah, um, I am kind of worried about that a little bit too, because uh, it's like, come on, we got this great world building going. on. What about Nakia? Because we got that cool thing going on with the now the friendship might be somewhat fractured, you know, because of because she kind of didn't like this new superhero. It seemed like I mean she already called her. Um, budget Captain Marvel by episode two, so it's yeah. like she already kind of has like some sort of disdain already for her, I guess for some reason. Not sure why, but um, maybe she just doesn't like superheroes or something. Um, or it could be just you know that she, the fact that the DODC was like targeting um, in in certain ways the mosque and making yeah. things harder for <laughs> things because of the superhero. Yeah. Um, yep. So, uh, 
That's that's the whole episode right there. Yeah, it. here's a couple of uh, um, stray uh, trivia here. Um, the uh, when uh, when Amir and uh, Taisha are getting married, an excerpt from of the song Terabina from the Bollywood film Guru can be heard in the background. Mm-hmm. This song was also previously used in the animated film Planes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Kamala's father discusses the strange appeal of Hostess fruit pies to him. In the 1970s and 80s, Hostess ran a well-known comic book advertising mm-hmm. campaign with multiple publishers, including Marvel Comics, that consisted of often silly one-page stories where the superheroes would defeat villains with traps using Hostess baked snacks, snack goods <laughs> as lures, or used as bribes to gain victory. Okay. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so, so there was just some <laughs> random things that I thought were interesting. Well... <laughs> It's technically Kool Aid. The Kool Aid guy's a Marvel character. Did you know that? Well, yeah. So, 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 so uh, <laughs> yeah. Isn't isn't uh, Colonel Sanders too, or something? He's either. I think I, yeah, I think or or Santa Claus is. Yeah, I, I know. I know Colonel Sanders isn't one of the comic book. You know, franchises. which is hilarious because yeah. there's a there's an episode or not an episode. There's a, I think there's a, um, a uh, comic strip where Kane the Conqueror is drinking Kool Aid. Yeah. Or is it lemonade? I, I think it was out of a Kool-Aid like glass though. Yeah. And he, he's like, taking over the country makes me thirsty or something like oh, that. <laughs> so so then now, now there's a Kool-Aid call, call it Kool-Aid the Conqueror, I guess if you want to. <laughs> any uh, uh any uh, final thoughts about this episode before we uh sign no, off here? Not really. Alrighty. Well, uh I uh just can't wait until next week because I'm really loving this show. Um, hopefully, uh, you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please, uh, subscribe, share the show, um, like, like it, um, put up billboards in your town for people to listen to it. Donate $5,000 to our Patreon. Or, hey, uh, 5 million even. Even 5 million, sure, yeah. yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> or at the very least, contact Pop-Tarts, do a, do a massive campaign for Kellogg's. To have them give Mike and myself a lifetime supply of or hostess if you want, I mean that'd be or cool hostess, too. Hostess, yeah, if you want um, Kool Aid, you know, crap. I keep Kool Aid. I'd rather go with Pop Tarts or Hostess, but uh, well, if they want to sponsor us, I'm cool with that. I mean, I'll, oh, I'll start sure, drinking yeah. more Kool Aid uh, if they sponsor us. Um, yeah. But anyways, until <laughs> next time, just make sure you uh, share the show with people. That that's the easiest way to get us out there. Um, yeah. Buy some some merch. Everything at all2real2.com. Um, and now more than ever, just be good to people. Hmm. You know? Treat people like humans. Oh, what a concept. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that, that's all I ask. Okay? Kind of, kind of big ask. I know it is, big. sadly. Um, <laughs> but until next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Hawes. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at cullenpark.com.